0: So if that sounds like fun to you, check it out on this very Voices of Wrestling podcasting network, and Liam will do bits and whatnot.
1: Hey, kids. It's Jeff. Um, Wanted to kind of give a heads up on this episode. Uh, first, we're going to talk to Rob McCarran, uh, the creator of Shake Them Ropes. Uh, after that, uh, Nova and I are going to delve into some topics that... Uh, I'm going to be a little bit adult in nature. Let's put it that way. So I, I'm just putting this out there in case you're listening in the car with kids or friends or speaker or whatever. Um, yeah, th- this, this one's going to be PG-13 bordering on R. So uh, headphones and earmuffs for those kids.
3: And now shake them ropes. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network.
1: Hey kids, shake them ropes. It's actually the 10th anniversary of shake them ropes this week. I'm here with the founder, the man, the myth, the legend, Rob McCarron. Hi, Rob.
4: Hi there. I mean, you say that as if it's a surprise. I mean, we've been doing this show, you and I nonstop (laughs) week after week for the last 10 years. You say that like it's amazing that I'm here on this episode. Why would I? Why would I miss another episode that we've done for the last ten years? Well, you know,
1: you took you took an extended break and came back for a show one day. Oh no!
4: Boom! No, um, I just I just had something that day. I had to miss. I had to miss an episode. I just had had to get some
1: milk and cigarettes, and I said I'd be back in the afternoon.
4: Yeah, and and here I am. Here I am. (laughs)
1: That that's actually my first question. Are you happy or sad or ambivalent that this thing that you've created I've continued for ten years now after its inception?
4: Continued after what six or so years that I was uh, not doing it anymore? Yes. something like that. <laughs> um, am I amazed? Yes. Let's okay. Be frank, I'm amazed. Uh, yeah, but uh, hey, I see that you keep go- keep on going, and there's no shortage of. Of wrestling to talk about i mean there's more wrestling on tv now than there was uh when we were doing this show oh god we could
1: we could have never because the one thing i took from you that that i still maintain is i don't want to go more than an hour talking wrestling
4: right well when we first started doing it remember it was like a half an hour yeah like the whole idea when we first started doing it and i think none of the episodes actually used this format no we did because i remember go ahead we we tried was PTI for pro wrestling. Yes. And we we're going to no stay more. on
1: a clock and we we're going to have all these yeah. sections and we we're going to do two minutes and out. And then all no of a more. sudden it was like Hawkins won't that, shut up.
4: <laughs> yeah. You had to keep talking about Ric Flair or some shit.
1: Oh, I had to hold on
4: here. I, I had to bring in some more Tully references. So you I had you had rants
1: in you. Yes. And then it's oh. like. No, but I mean, it was it was interesting because it's like at one point we, we we're doing that and we're just and I thought I was going to be a, on a rotating schedule. It was like because you yeah. had ideas that you're going to bring in other people to do. I'm like, OK, cool, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're doing this show. It's like, all right, cool. Get online now. Get online. Yeah. You had a couple of those.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like the uh, the PTI for pro wrestling podcast morphed into we'll go as long as we want and we'll do 20 good minutes with Randy Orton every week. And and then
1: <laughs> and then eventually it became how long can we go until we don't talk about pro wrestling,
4: right? Because yeah, you were in the
1: lebitard thing at the time.
4: A little bit of a little bit of that. A little bit of uh, that. Well, not not only that reason. It was because let's face it, there was a gap there where okay, this is pre AEW. Yes, you know, NWA doesn't have TV, MLW doesn't have TV. Not that we're going to talk about those things to begin with, but there's a lot of the news that surrounds those. And it's it's raw smackdown NXT meant nothing because this was even I mean this was right well, around NXT, when NXT
1: saved this show in some ways because we we did the yeah. hundred we did the hundred matches to see before you die
4: yeah we did thing. we did that and NXT was starting to do the fun thing at uh not the performance center but full sale but yeah. when we started like it was still kind of in its infancy and then the uh you know the network was going and we had the network to be able to to provide a lot of content for us, but Ron Smackdown weren't, weren't nothing to oh, write about. There was no AEW. Yeah. And we weren't watching like impact. We weren't watching no. TNA and you know, we wouldn't have anything to say if we were watching TNA. Occasionally so we do of,
1: like new Japan or I'd go to a PWG show and <laughs>
4: yeah, PWG was good stuff, but yeah, it was, it oh, that's right. You tried you tried
1: you try to do daily updates on, on, uh, on the G one and they struck your account.
4: They struck my account. And then I gave up <laughs> after the third day because I was like, I'm not going to deal with that anymore." I won that battle by the way, yeah. but it took, it took a week and a half. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, I'm not going to do G one updates anymore. It was just trying different things, but no. And then, you know, I got a different job, got married, things happened. And it's like, I can't be watching raw for three hours. Uh, even now, even to this day, like I'm keeping up with raw for the most part. But as far as what I'm watching, I'm watching it recorded and I'm skipping to the good parts that I want to see. Yeah. Um
1: I don't know we what we do now is we do news and headlines and then we call it the lazy river of wrestling criticism and it's like whatever we had a chance to watch. Talk uh, about what you liked,
4: maybe yeah. talk about what was ridiculous, but like the news is where it's at. It's like a lot of my uh, a lot of my fandom in a lot of sports right now, the NBA, the NFL, it's all on the transaction like right now. What I'm, what am I more excited about? Is it AFC and NFC championship weekend or is it the fact that nobody wants the best NFL coach of all time? Like (laughs) I am so more interested in the fact that bill Belichick's going to have to go be a defensive coordinator for somebody if he wants to stay in the league or he'll go to ESPN and do TV. That's fine too, but the dude ain't getting a head coaching job and that's crazy. And uh, yeah, also the lions are good.
1: I couldn't believe that, uh, atlanta didn't take him up that there was a falling out there like a a conflict of of uh like attitudes or or philosophies i'm like that's bill belichick that's the guy who had the greatest super bowl comeback against your team and you have him in the building for your second interview and you say oh i don't know we don't see eye to eye on this bill
4: that that (laughs) comeback also happened 10 years ago and if, you, if you're Bill Belichick and you're asking for all this power, like maybe they don't want to do it. Yeah, and then if you're the Falcons, maybe, maybe in three years you don't want to be looking for a new coach. The hope is Raheem Morris would be there for oh, a no. decade. They're,
1: they're going to
4: be searching for a new coach probably. in three years because
1: that's who Raheem Morris is. We've seen this act before. I, I just... Yeah. I mean,
4: maybe. It's possible. Okay. But the hope is there. The hope is not there with Bill Belichick. I mean, Bill Belichick, it's three years and then you're probably out of there. So, and maybe they just don't want to do it. Maybe Bill Belichick isn't super into it. And he just thinks he, he is. And people were seeing other ways. I don't know. I'm just saying the transaction, you can do the same thing in the NBA, right? The same thing in the NBA. I don't watch the games until April. I watch the big. I watch the big matchups sometimes. But oh yeah, I don't now, watch NBA until don't mean I, you know,
1: I don't watch. I now I don't watch hockey in, or baseball until the playoffs. So it's. So I'll, of, I'll watch you, baseball. You like baseball? You're a baseball guy. I will watch, watch
4: baseball all year long. I'm watching. I'm watching soccer now. Like what about collision? Are you watching collision? <laughs> I will. I will do the same thing, and it usually happens on Sundays. If there's you know some sit down time, is I will check out the old DVR. And I will skip past commercials. I will see if, you know, I'm not, I'm not watching every Daniel Garcia match. I'm sorry, just not doing it. <laughs> like I know he's good, but until he's doing something of importance, I'm not, I'm not watching Daniel yeah. Garcia versus El Hio Del Viquino. Del v- I'm just not watching it. In fact, I'm not watching any Hijo Del v- I can't even say the name. And that's my fault. That's a me problem. To no L- one else's
1: luchador number five on the son yeah, of viking roster. yeah the son viking. Of viking yes the uh, son of
4: viking. I, I mean tony khan has got this going a little bit like the wcw cruisers where there's a lot of cool dudes and they're in there but they're just fodder for the real guys and i'm kind of bummed that uh you know that um andrade is not there anymore because i I, felt, too. I liked I, him I, and I hope, I hope he does well in WWE because Andrade, and I think we were still doing this show. We went to the Philadelphia Royal Rumble. Yeah, and we We saw did. Andrade versus Johnny Gargano, and Andrade yeah. was a superstar. With that
1: entrance with the mask and the mariachi band, that thing was one of the best Andrade, entrances I'd ever seen.
4: He's so good, and I'm yeah. just so bummed that the last six years of Andrade have been wasted because he's so good and deserves so much more, and uh, hopefully he gets that in WWE where – like, let's face it, the Lucha guys, right? The Lucha guys or the smaller guys are not fodder for the show. What What has Chad Gable been able to do for the last two years? I mean, he's getting TV time every single week, multiple segments. You have uh, uh, Angel is back, Humberto is back, and they are got something going on with the LWO. And maybe it's not top-of-the-card stuff, but it's consistent, it's weekly, and it's story-based. There's a lot of stuff going on. And WWE is doing what people discredited them for doing 20 years ago. And obviously it's a whole new world, but Tony Khan's got all this talent and it's a bummer sometimes what he's doing week to week with them. And there's no consistency. And uh, that talk was about the, the rumble, transaction.
1: That was the rumble where Oscar and Nakamura won, right. And then, and then Ronda yes. Rousey came out after the rumble. ronda rousey
4: ronda rousey debuted after the rumble uh that was the i believe the three-way braun kane and brock wow
1: i I just remember remember that's the one where we had the fan with the natty sign in the luxury suite
4: Yep. oh yeah big fan (laughs) of natalia mother and daughter uh it was i mean alistair black versus adam cole I mean, there was some really good stuff. Also, I mean, we don't talk about him anymore, but Velveteen Dream, that was like his breakout oh, match with God. Chris Hero. That's right. Um, Although mean, that he made a show. comeback
1: last week, kind of,
4: uh, into the yeah, public eye. last-ditch effort, whatever yeah. the case may be, who knows, just maybe to try and get some independent or some signing bookings, because he's never coming back to the big show, but yeah, I mean, all, all that's to say is... The shows are there. There's so much wrestling, and if you are a fan of it, you are going to find something that you like. A lot of it bums me out because it could be so much better, and yes. that's kind of been the same thing for It feels forever. like a
1: heatless, massive, just bleh. You know, that's yeah, but there's, there a, but there's a
4: lot of good at the same time. There's, there's a lot of good. A there lot is a lot of good at the and, same and, time.
1: And, but the thing is, you, you're not in... Like, God, thank God you're not in discords or or no, I, and I will never anymore. be. Why would
4: I? No, well, I'm, I'm not well, in slacks. I'm not in discords. Well, no, no, no. I like am, or, uh, on Twitter
1: yeah. anymore. Or, or, I mean, in terms of in terms of getting feedback for these shows, because the tribalism is something sure. in here. It's like, oh, if you say anything critical, AEW, what you want WWE to win? No, to I just win what? want it to be better.
4: Let, <laughs> let's face it. You saw the news this week. You saw what Raw went for. WWE has won. Like yeah. there's no not winning about that. And then AEW if they get a rights fee increase with their shows, they've also won they win everyone's too. winning. Yes.
1: The boat yeah, you know, what rising there's tide no, raises all ships, all that. There's other. no verse.
4: I mean, wrestling is as hot now as it was. Um, like, it feels different than the late 90s. It feels so different than the late 90s because the late 90s was Steve Austin, Goldberg, Sting, like the stars were hot, right? And then because the stars were hot, the business was hot and those companies were hot. Right now, it's not, you know, as hot as Roman Reigns is, it's not Roman Reigns as this big star, it's not Kevin Owens as this big star. WWE is hot AEW has their moments where they're hot there's not any one singular this is as nfl as nfl gets where it's not about the name on the back it's about the logo Mm -hmm. and both of the logos right now are doing super good and it allows for talent and the uh in the underlying promotions to also do well i mean let's face it dolph ziggler left wwe didn't go to aew Went to impact. There's more than one option for a lot of these workers based on what they want to do with their life. And uh, and you see some stars go away and join MLW or join uh, NWA if you want to. I don't know why anyone who has career aspirations would join the NWA, (laughs) but some people do. Uh, Maybe you have career aspirations, but have no other options. uh, And that's why you would go there. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of options for folks. The transaction is super exciting because you don't know where these stars are going to go. You don't. You you want to? It's the new ratings. It's not ratings talk, even though some people get bogged down in viewership. Oh, boy. Right?
1: We still do. and and, it, and the demo. The demo's is big it, the one demos, for some people. But it's
4: how much money are these shows going to get when they go up? Because yeah. we're going to be talking about it in five years. We're going to talk, talk about it in four years with NXT. Uh-huh. I mean, NXT has pittance right now, but you put you put stars on and that show. You make CW. stars.
1: They're going to die on the CW, I think. See, I think.
4: And here's the thing, right? Right now, NXT is on USA.
1: Right.
4: Okay. That is that is super for them. But people, people have the CW. Yeah. And maybe they'll go find it. CW's trying things with sports. I don't know if you watched college football this year and saw that some big games were on the CW this yeah, year. Yeah, no,
1: that, they, they they made a deal with the ACC. And they both, yeah, the, they're the, getting, the Carolina-Virginia game where Virginia beat number 10. They had, yeah,
4: they they had an was, exclusive Clemson game, so yeah, maybe yeah. it's not there right now. But in five years, if NXT is a part of a rise with having live sports on the CW, there's no one... Uh, There's no one out there that can tell me that the CW won't be able to at least get viewership. Are they going to be a top network? No, but can they get viewership? Yeah. My YouTube TV has two CW channels. (laughs) Like what, where, what are these two CW channels doing on my TV? But I got two of them and uh, yeah. Will I watch NXT? I mean, I don't really watch NXT now, but if there's a big moment or something and maybe I'll check it out, I'll probably still record it. It'll still be there.
1: Two two questions to to get you out of here. Number one is my audio any better? Because that was the thing you always used to uh, rail on me about. I was about.
4: sending you. I was sending <laughs> you equipment. Like yeah. I was just like, here, have have this thing. I don't need anymore. Uh, yeah. No. You sound you sound like you're in the room with me, which Thank is great. You. Hopefully, Perfect. hopefully, I sound that way because you know this I, thing's. I, I got a ring
1: light to light me up, so I'm now in high death. I'm I'm, I'm oh my doing. Gosh. I'm a professional. I'm a semi-professional
4: now, like you were always gotta, were. I got a ring light. I got a ring light. I don't have it plugged <laughs> in right now, but I got one. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like I do video calls all the time for work-related oh, things, I right? can't
1: stand doing video. I can't have having I, my camera on during video I do,
4: calls. I do video calls, but like that's it's just the webcam mic working. This thing right. usually sits all the way over here, but no, it's here now. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I haven't had a lot of this stuff plugged in, but every once in a while I'm like, Jeff, I'm going to plug it in. You can get me and then usually right. I back out. Yeah, Usually I back out. <laughs> and then here I am. Here I am for our tenth consecutive year of doing this show together. You've um, just been silent the whole time. You haven't had much to say. That's all it was. I mean, how can you talk over Chris? I mean, this that <laughs> guy doesn't get you know let anyone get a word in. Uh, how am I supposed to talk? Well, you're you welcome know, the, back
1: anytime. You know that you have an open I invitation. Have, since this is your gig,
4: I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. I have notes, and I'm just gonna go quickly through notes. First of all, there's only three possible people who can win the women's Royal Rumble match. Okay, Bailey, I, was gonna
1: ask, I was gonna ask you who's gonna win the Royal Rumble. <laughs>
4: there's only three possibilities. There's okay, only three for possibilities. It, for it. Bailey is yes, my number one possibility. She's going to win. Nia Jax is my number two possibility because mm-hmm. you can easily do the, You can still do the Bailey EO story separate from winning the Royal Rumble, right? And maybe it maybe it works better that way. But then you well, have the Rhea Rhea versus Nia big I'll match. give
1: you my thought process if you want.
4: I take my thought take your thought process after I give you this third explosive okay, go for possibility it, go for, for the win. Yes. Yes. Third, probably far behind, but honestly, the only other person who could possibly win this match. It's down to two, it's Bailey and, and Nia Jax or Sasha Banks.
1: Yeah. Um I you know, I'm I'm not on the train that she's signed anything with AEW. I I think she could show up on Saturday. I do. Um they always have one winner on each show. I think the men's winner is coming from Raw. I think the women's winner is coming from SmackDown. I think Bailey EO is the program, and then they do the Becky Lynch can't get um, WrestleMania event. How am I going to get there? And then she gets the, you know, the Elimination Chamber wins and goes into the, against Rhea. That's pretty possibly. much it.
4: I mean, that, that could possibly be it. I think the Bailey EO story makes sense, and clearly they're going this route, but you can do – there's 10 weeks – between the Rumble and WrestleMania, there is plenty of time yes. for other things to develop. Yes. I, and you have a pay-per-view in between with the Elimination Chamber. There's so much time for things to happen. Uh, the five possibilities on the men's side. Go for it. I think CM Punk and Cody Rhodes are everyone's favorites to probably win. Right. The Rock. The Rock, yes. if you want to have him the come Rock back be and do there, the thing yes. with Roman. Uh and then the only other two possibility, like literally Drew, sorry, you're not a possibility. Um Bobby Lashley, who by the way is the only Smackdown person to be announced for this match so far. Uh Bobby, sorry, you're not you're not doing it. It's Gunther or Brock, and they would be facing each other. Like I can Clearly I can see a possibility where Brock somehow enters the elimination chamber, does something to defeat Seth Rollins and Gunther was the Royal Rumble winner. I don't think it's likely. I'm saying these are the only possibilities of winners. There's only five, Gunther and Brock being the final two.
1: I don't think Brock goes in this year because of what just came out today. He's involved in that depth in in that in that filing.
4: All right. Well, all right. I mean, it's a possibility, but uh, you can still you can still do something with those two. And again, I don't think it's likely. I think the three punk roads and uh, rock uh, are the most likely. And uh, yeah, and the rock could go on and face Roman Reigns. I just however it goes like possible I'm not that Okada
1: predict. is 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 an AJ no. Styles appearance, even though uh, AJ was under no. contract when he was uh, when he came in. So you don't think at all no. they don't debut him on here. OK, do you think no Jake Cargill because... comes in?
4: Oh, Jade Cargill is going to be in the women's match. I just okay. don't think there's a place for her to win yet. No, I, no, no. I, I, I think
1: she's Kane. Yeah. I think she's Kane this year and she throws out a bunch of people. Yeah, like, oh, but look somehow
4: at that she... Lo- I, I, would, I would see Jade Cargill going in and possibly getting eliminated by Nia. And if Nia is not in the title match, you yeah. do Jade Cargill and Nia Jax. Okay. Um, Like there's a lot of possibilities there. The same Brock was in a lot of Royal Rumbles that he didn't win. Like you don't have to be the big bad and have to win, right? right. So those are my chances. Uh 10 weeks. Uh, you have you also have Damian Priest walking around with that briefcase, by the way. Could he throw a wrench in things? He doesn't have to. He still has plenty of time until the summer to do something right. with the briefcase. But if you possibly need to get someone uh, the title off of Rollins, which I was a proponent of this, I had no one to say it to because I'm not on the show anymore. <laughs> Could have come on just talk, to do a quick hit. Well, people talk about odd man out. Like, is CM Punk going to be the odd man out? Is Cody Rhodes going to be the odd man out? Like, is Brock Lesnar going to be the odd man out? Is Roman Reigns... Like, the odd man out kind of should be Seth Rollins. Like I Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins, I would have taken the title off of him before this injury. Cause Seth Rollins to me doesn't have a place in the WrestleMania main event. Like the title was great. Not everyone. Triple H needs to have like a super long title run because the Seth Rollins matches are working. The title matches themselves in a vacuum work, but I just, don't think he's the top guy on Raw right now. You have so many of these top guys, and you could probably do a more meaningful WrestleMania main event with one of them CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Gunther, even having the title and going in to wrestle one of those other three. Uh, so to me, Seth Rollins is the odd man out. Like I would look to see him if there was no injury losing at Elimination Chamber and just being the odd man out. At uh, at WrestleMania, um, but I already gave you my bold prediction. Sasha Banks returns. I think there's going to be a couple of NXT names in the Royal Rumble match, uh, and not I'm not counting really Carmelo Hayes, who's kind of been up and down right. a little bit already. Uh, and I think it's interesting that they kept like the three most popular guys on SmackDown out of this Rumble, because if they were in it, it would be one of the most star-studded Rumbles of all time as far as big names being in the match, but they kept Knight, Orton and styles most likely out. Maybe one of them makes an appearance. Maybe they they might do double duty. They
1: may do that match first.
4: They very, they very well could to me, Uh, depending on the winner. Like if it's Cody or CM punk or the rock, I think you do the Rumble, the men's Rumble last, but I could also see Roman Reigns going on last and maybe facing off with his Rumble challenger who's already won the match. I, Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I just think it's interesting that those three potentially might be left out of the Rumble. And if they do, like, it's, it's interesting because those would be three of the most popular guys, even though I don't think anyone thinks they would win. Uh, But to your last point, yeah, I don't think Okada shows up at this one. Uh, If Okada showing up, I think they're doing a mystery match, kind of like Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania where Okada's maybe Shinsuke's opponent, like Shinsuke's, he fought off Cody Rhodes, fought off Cody Rhodes. He's wondering where he lies. He does. He does all these vignettes, and then boom, Kazuchika Okada shows up. Yeah, and I think he's going to Philadelphia,
1: NXT if he if he shows up. So he
4: could show up in NXT yeah. and still wrestle at WrestleMania, That's, right? Yeah, like yeah. There, there's a possibility. Would they give 20 minutes of Philadelphia or WrestleMania time to Okada and Shinsuke? Maybe not. Maybe not. What would the crowd, the crowd reaction to Okada would not be the same as it was to Cody Rhodes in a big stadium, but there's a lot of possibilities. It's a very exciting time. There's a lot of good happening. It's WrestleMania season. I also feel like it's building up AEW in a way they had the Continental Classic. I think people are more in tune with what AEW is doing right now. Even if uh, everything going on with the undisputed kingdom is just odd and kind of wish it wasn't on my TV right now, but wrestling man, Wrestling's back.
1: You got any plugs?
4: Do I have any plugs? Yeah, I, do you want no. you want people to follow you like at all? Have, well, does no. it look
1: like I have plugs? No, it I mean does not. no. No.
4: There's hair's, there's hair's gone. No, do I have plugs? Um watch <laughs> watch pro wrestling on TV every single day of the week.
1: <laughs> You're welcome back anytime, and sir. Get,
4: get well soon, Jason Ayers. And, yes. uh, You're, and yeah. uh yeah, that's that's my plug. Get well soon.
1: Cool. Talk to you later. We're back. I'd like to thank Rob McCarron for coming in. This is not the tenth anniversary birthday party I wanted, Chris.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> I look, uh, take it from a veteran's some shitty birthdays. You'll you'll get through this, but it'll yeah. be scarring. No, no, no. Th- it's gonna be it's gonna be traumatizing. Uh, but we're gonna get through it. I
1: I've already put the warning label. I've I've recorded warning audio for the preamble that people have already heard in video. So hey, I'm not gonna worry about monetization on this shit. I, so well, <laughs> no, no, no,
3: I, I couldn't. Uh, I I was going to do my own version of a trigger warning for anyone moving into this portion of the show as well (laughs) one language is not going to be modulated like that because applying a filter and trying to encapsulate the level of fucking depravity that we have to discuss today (laughs) uh, just sort of modulate language on this i think would do a disservice to the intensity and the gravity and the seriousness of the story also Uh, Once again, for anyone who might be sensitive to subjects involving sexual assaults, torture, um, or sex
1: trafficking,
3: trafficking, (laughs) someone who, if you just don't need to endure a discussion of a profoundly evil human being at this exact moment, this is your off-ramp. Now is the time because beyond here it gets fucking bleak
1: yeah well i mean we're not we're gonna end on it but uh, there's a couple other stories to bring up first uh first of all attention must be paid rest in peace ice train harold Hogue, dying this week at the age of 56 that's uh that's well into your fandom here i believe oh yeah oh
3: i remember i remember fire and ice the dynamic duo of scott norton and the ice train
1: (laughs) they were such a good hoss team i mean
3: just they were fun
1: i mean they weren't technically superior but they were just big dudes who could throw dudes around and that's all i wanted out of my wrestling when i was that age
3: and, and like uh, just a good classic visual compliment you yes. know what i mean like yes. yeah no it's it, it just they they look like a tag team of like two guys who are like different but alike and like you know uh like the classic buddy comedy thing also uh, the
1: it- worst turn for a breakup in that whole nwo thing when norton turned on him because it's just like after that there was nothing for ice train to do right the the turn was kind of out of nowhere which was stupid and you're just like uh okay whatever i, I yeah it just really he did nothing after that fire and ice uh thing <laughs> he was like a prelim dude just nothing
3: Let's be real about the outsiders, real quickly. They completely nuked the WCW tag division. Yes. By yeah, like they, they like whatever you want to say about Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, they nuked what was a damn good tag division they though keep, with the faces of fear was, the steiner brothers that was the, ma- ice. That, that was the match that they had to do for the
1: tag titles i believe or it was the first match they had it's like we're okay we've we've obliterated all the baby face tag teams who's left oh at this pay-per-view it's going to be a match against the faces of fear and we're gonna make them look like dorks it was just yeah i i agree on that big news uh, this week other than the news that we're gonna get into the big business news, yeah, big it, news.
3: this <laughs> like, like this I, I don't't I, I I I, even go I can't go big news on this I I mean it is but like it's not it, it's whatever no I mean this is look <laughs> this this is a shitty episode
1: yes uh Netflix signed with or WWE. Netflix signed with WWE. Wwe signs with signed with Netflix uh, within this contract, they have uh, the option. Netflix has the option to cancel the ten-year deal with WWE after just five years, and the option to extend the deal for an additional ten, according to a filing from TKO. Meaning the WWE Netflix term could end up being five years, ten years, or twenty years, whichever Netflix chooses. The company discloses the value of the deal over ten years would be "quote unquote" in excess of five billion as reported, although Jimmy Van over on FIFO did a pretty good breakdown on how this is not the this is not the increase in rights fees that uh that that TKO wanted, but it's you know, it's minor, it's good. Um in addition, WWE network internationally has shuttered and classic content will be moving to international Netflix. Um so Raw will be on Netflix starting in January twenty
3: twenty five. Wow. I, I mean look uh this is a big deal for netflix uh netflix is actually a very fascinating business story over the last several years where they appeared to be on the brink with a loss of all of the different television show contracts, the syndication, like they lost Friends, you know, like they they were yeah. losing, they're hemorrhaging a bunch of key show. The Office, I remember. They that don't was a create big deal. their
1: own IP, so they, they would always have buy, be buying the rights to IP. And so what they happened? They do, was,
3: but it's like Stranger Things only comes out every once in a while. Yes, now they uh, do. Now they do. Well, but, yeah, but,
1: but but in the but in the beginning they had like you know they had Friends, they had The Office, they had all these rewatchable shows that everybody wanted. And then all the studios decided. Well, why are they making money on it when we could be making money on it? And so they started buying just a slew of cheap, crappy, disposable programming and bad documentaries until they started making their own stuff like Stranger Things um in there. And now now, you know, they, they've started to do their foray into live stuff, but their first live broadcast, it was an award show or something, and it just didn't go off or something like that.
3: But so but the, this This has the real potential to actually make the WWE library very accessible, and if you are a WWE fan, you're gonna get a Netflix account. Um, Are you?
1: Well, no, no, not not until Peacock loses the right to the library domestically.
3: Okay, that's fair, but like I think you're still gonna get one so you can watch Raw.
1: Maybe, yeah. I I don't know if uh, there'll be pirate streams available out there to watch when it's live. Uh, for me, the pros are, look, it's going to be instantly available to stream. You're not going to have to right. wait, yeah. wait three days or a week or three weeks to get on the service. You can do that. I still don't buy that this is a good deal for WWE. I think there's a lot of their viewership that are, that are a channel-flipping variety, like to flip between this and Monday Night Football. You can't really do that on a streaming service. Uh, I don't know if all 1.5 or 1.8 million viewers move over to Netflix necessarily.
3: I think... Man, I think over the next 15 years, you're only going to see more aggressive cord cutting. Like, you know, my generation... Yeah, I, I my think... generation cut the cord. And I, I, I mean, I think you're going to see Gen Z and all of them doing the same thing. It's just one less bill to have. So, And if you're computer savvy network, you know, internet savvy... You know where to get almost all this content for free if you yeah, really want to. I, I just and, can't and I learned how to do it in the hard old days of going on to BitTorrent and the oh, yeah. pirate Bay. No, I'm yeah, I'm with yeah. I'm
1: with you there. It's just for me, i I look at this, I go, eventually I think streaming is gonna eat itself alive. And and especially with, with more and more people streaming, then then that's gonna put more and more of a strain on internet providers, and then internet prices are gonna go up. And everybody's gonna. Figure out that it was probably just cheaper to stay on broadcast all along. I I get that feeling that this this is a it's not that I'm I'm hateful against technology or anything like that. It's it's just one of those things where it's like everybody's starting to figure out that uh, you know w- while while we'd like to have a la carte cable service, which is really the Rosetta Stone here. If if somebody could figure out a way to get hey the six channels I normally watch on television, if I could just have that as a service and buy it and somehow make that a sustainable business model, I could. But right now, I mean, you're seeing these streaming services. It's just like <laughs> people will buy them for the one show they want to watch and then dump them. It's it's one of those things where it's a business plan that can't please everybody. It's it's so, yeah, it's it's just, I, I don't know, Chris. I, it, I have doubts, but I understand your argument and i think i, it's I think it's totally no correct. i think it's
3: good for netflix look okay. uh, it, yes i yeah, do it, I no do. no it's good uh, no. for netflix. netflix no i, now I absolutely something. absolutely it's it, it is as they are trying to make sure what their bedrock is wwe goes in as maybe a cornerstone in their butt and their bedrock just just the pay-per-views people are yeah. going to watch that content oh uh, uh, no no that... no
1: they don't have the pay-per-views yet either those are on peacock still this is just raw. This is just this, Monday Night Raw for right now.
3: Just, just raw for right yeah. now. Yes, but for right now, I, I mean, and and even just hanging on to Raw, I think is really good. Um, especially now, he, can, here's yeah. my
1: question: because Netflix is notorious for cutting things off, like after a couple of seasons. What if they cut them off after five years and say this isn't working out?
3: That's that's where that that's why it's a bad deal for WWE. It like essentially, if you're WWE, you this is a bad deal for them because they need they've now bifurcated where all their library is, and they really need to have it all on Netflix or all on Peacock. Yeah, and I I think the mistake here is sort of like, oh, we're going both ways, why to what end. Um, you, you know, like, like I don't think that does WWE any good. And if WWE gets Raw cut, where does that go? Um, also, Raw being on Netflix sort of, I think, hurts the Peacock deal too. So I, I, I think,
1: yeah, I think Peacock's it was getting bad or, of them to NBC
3: in two directions.
1: Yeah, NBC Universal has the SmackDown thing still. So yeah, I mean, because they just went back to go over there on Tuesday nights. Um yeah. But how long's
3: that Peacock deal? How how much longer do they have on that?
1: No, they just went back. They just Smackdown just went back from Fox to oh the oh the actual Peacock deal is uh I want to say 3 more years, but don't quote me on that.
3: I mean, at least the timetable is halfway favorable for WWE. Like they could get raw in there for 2 years if that does okay, then Okay, hold on.
1: I'm I'm wrong here. I I I am absolutely dead wrong here, and I apologize. Okay, the Netflix deal looks to be beginning at, of a worldwide all-encompassing deal for the company. Starting in 2025, Raw in the US would move to Netflix and air live in the US, UK, Ireland, Canada, Latin America, and most of the rest of the world. Key exceptions, key exceptions would be where Raw is under a long-term contract in different markets, key ones being US, uh, India, Australia, the Middle East, and Japan. Aside from those markets, the Netflix deal would also include SmackDown and NXT on Netflix, as well as the WWE Network or local variations of such, with the major pay-per-view PLE events and archival footage also moving to Netflix at the start of 2025. Okay, no, I wasn't wrong. Okay, never mind. I'm I'm trying to find it within this. So so there.
3: all the, the library is moving to Netflix.
1: Yeah, uh... No, 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 that? that's inter- that's international. That's
3: international. Within yeah, the US, it the library's still moving to Netflix internationally.
1: Here it is. Within the US, WWE can't move that programming to Netflix for several years due to the new SmackDown deal with the USA network and NXT deal with CW, both of which expire at the end of 2029. And the PLE archival footage deal with Peacock, which expires in March of 2026. There we go. Okay.
3: Okay, so that's only uh 15 months of lag time before they can do that in the u.s yeah so that actually could be look i think this whole they get the deal started in 25 they have everything ready to go on international markets and uh for those of you who know how to use a vpn there you go uh that's that's
1: exactly what i'm going to do is get like a foreign vpn and watch international netflix
3: yeah I mean, like, like, if that's, you know, if that's what you want, and that'll allow them to have the library all spick and span, every kink rolled out Mm -hmm. on debut day in March of 26, which will be a big deal.
2: Uh, That
3: Yeah, that's, so, the timetable's really good for Netflix on this. You get 15 months to get this going. March is right around WrestleMania season so if you if you actually can do, do get we want that. to
1: start campaigning to netflix to be the curators of the wwe network no i know i
3: like i'm very excited about the uh, the idea of this library at long last not being archived in the absolute dumbest since, way ever since it, peacock as, didn't
1: want us yeah you know. as, as
3: though you got oh, me in wait. the middle of a blunt smoking session to organize the wwe library and i had to do it all in one night so by like four or five o'clock i'm just kind of like ah eh, fuck it it goes over here oh what you didn't uh, want
1: to go to season three of the survivor <laughs> series would you jeez it's like put some effort into it peacock and peacock just would not do it it's killing me but uh oh yeah in other news uh dwayne johnson promoted to the board of directors of tko That came out Tuesday in between the Netflix deal and, and of course, this this new thing with Vince, which we're going to end on because it's just so absolutely bleak. But yes, Dwayne is now management.
3: No, the great part about this is that... He has to step in, Mr. I hate controversy, Mr. <laughs> Mr. I have every single take yes. run through a focus yes. group like a yes. politician. Yes. Mister, uh, I don't have the, an original thought
1: or a strong opinion the, the, on anything. There are I'm politicians with people.
3: stronger opinions, better defined, more authentic takes than yes. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. I love that he has to step into it's, this th- on this, this week, and this, this is his first story. This
1: beverage has harder takes on on issues of our day than <laughs> yeah. than, than Dwayne Johnson.
3: Uh, yeah, English <laughs> food has more spice than Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh my, my My
1: my fear is that um, it is that we turn this into the story if he wins the Rumble on Saturday. It's because of his corporate influence, and we're going to get that character on TV. So we're going to have the Bucks over on AEW and then the Corporate Rock on WWE trying to be the babyface fighting Roman Reigns or something. (laughs) Thank you, Rock. Thank you, Rock.
0: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. Off again, that's arena club.com slash VOW net, arena club.com slash VOW net for ten percent off your first purchase on Arena Club, and we thank them for sponsoring the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network.
3: Oh God. <laughs> Much like the thank you vince crap um this, this very much has shaquille o'neal taking over as the spokesperson for papa john's
1: <laughs> right? Jim, that energy is, no, that nails it that that's fantastic that is absolutely what this is 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 uh well we gotta get ready Camp
3: shack
1: campu shack he's He's very charming. Look at him. you know, and all, and all of that was just absolute Hollywood artifice, too, that he was some sort of suave guy you could put in movies or TV shows because every movie he did, he stunk in. So, yeah, it just... Mm. One last thing before we get into the bleak, uh, although this is fairly bleak. Uh, Kevin Patrick, released from WWE, will no longer be doing SmackDown, no, uh, no... Or not SmackDown, Raw. No replacement yet. Uh, Named, but I would assume Vic Joseph is getting the call. Up.
3: Yeah.
1: Or God, God knows, we can bring back Morrow maybe. <laughs> I don't know that that, you know, I think Vic's, Vic's going to do double duty till they hire some young guy. Yeah. I,
3: I mean, I, I would guess Vic, and then maybe they try to get a sports guy or whatever, or, you know, like Jimmy you know, maybe... Smith
1: wasn't bad. That was, a I didn't thing. dislike Jimmy
3: Smith. Yeah. No. Like uh, he got good, right? Like he wasn't bad.
1: Even who's the kid who went to ESPN? Um, there I'm was the, abic, the uh, but that's not his name. Um, he, no,
3: the, the, there was that one guy that they tried uh, not uh, for like three weeks and he stunk.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then, I, and then they
3: had, no, cause he stunk and Jimmy Smith, part of it was that Jimmy Smith, they, they had tried a couple of guys and Smith came in and really stabilized things. He was good.
1: I'll give you uh, a name off the board that they might bring in. Cause he's getting kind of ticked off at his other job, but he's still part of TKO and that's John Annick over at UFC. Uh, okay. he, used, he used to be a he used to be ESPN host. Uh got the job at UFC being a play-by-play guy, but he is so tired of the fans over at UFC uh, he may just ask for a change of scenery. Who knows? Bring uh, back
3: Pat McAfee. Make him make him the lead <laughs> make him the play-by-play.
1: Make him the play-by-play. Make uh, him the play.
3: <laughs> oh, my god. I can't believe he just did that. It's <laughs> just. I don't think he has
1: time with his hot with with the show he does for ESPN and college game day to then and and he does Saturday games as well it's just no I I don't think he has the time I, to I do I I actually wrong.
3: I actually would like a play-by-play rotation um like that you know would just cool. br- yeah. that would actually no you just bring in a different guy each week for, like you have four guys and they Use just kind your
1: entire like, stable of announcers yeah. and then you know okay this is
3: <laughs> Yeah cuz well like I mean in part because play-by-play I mean, yeah, you got quote-unquote the voice you trust or whatever, but one, you increase sort of the gravitas of every announcer because they all have called Raw at this point. So like everyone's prestige level kind of goes up. No one's prestige level gets knocked down by calling Raw. Um, and Raw, you know, like it should be the color commentators who are doing the the, the personality lifting, not, not the play-by-play guys. So like the play-by-play should sort of be interchangeable.
1: Happy Kelly's week on (laughs) play-by-play.
3: Look, I mean, you know, if she could do it, you know, if she doesn't doesn't Renee Young it up, I'm into it.
1: (sighs) Time. 67-page lawsuit filed by Janelle Grant, a former employee of WWE (sighs) in U.S. District Court in the District of Connecticut, claiming that Vince McMahon... Uh, engaged in uh, sexual assault rape, sex trafficking torture a, be- a, torture, a bevy of uh, a bevy of charges here first report by The Wall Street journal but um here's what I would say I would encourage everybody with a strong constitution if you can to read the actual sixty seven page filing of this lawsuit um I have a uh,
3: Ridiculously, it's like one, oh, go
1: ahead. I have Sorry. a ridiculously strong constitution. Uh, I've I've worked in in biz, I've worked in big law in Hollywood, both full of scummy people. Um, to be honest with you, and this thing, even if it's only twenty five percent true, <laughs> it's is one of the bleakest it's, things I've ever read. It made me almost quit wrestling podcasting altogether because I felt so dirty of, of it, but. Here, here's the gist of the uh, of the suit. Janelle was taking or Janelle Grant was taking care of her parents. Parents passed away. She was left without a job. Resident manager where she lives says, "Hey, I know Vince McMahon." I feel
3: so bad for that guy. I think he was legitimately trying to kind of help. To help. Her. And, yeah, yeah. So, I, although I, my fear was
1: he might be part of this inner circle because this whole thing, yeah. Um. Chris, I'm going to let you get into details and 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 rants and and things like that. Um, I don't know if I want to give my general. My my analysis of this just yet, but let me read some things from this. Um. She claimed after years of emotional sex abuse and manipulation, and after Linda McMahon had learned of the relationship, Grant was pressured to resign and forced to sign an NDA under the guise that McMahon protected her financially and reputation and pay her $3 million. McMahon paid her $1 million and then stopped making payments, saying Grant had leaked information to the press. But in fact, what had happened was somebody in WWE leaked her name to Brad Shepard, allegedly, or Brad Shepard was the one who first, I know, first broadcast this name um the suit outright claimed Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis allegedly raped her in a WWE conference room ignoring her protests and saying no means yes and take it bitch in addition all sorts of lewd text messages sent to t- sent to her fantasy text messages that and 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 porn uh that or not porn but uh that Pictures of her that were taken were shared with various employees of WWE, including used in contract negotiations for one Brock Lesnar, in which she was also encouraged to make pornographic material to send to Brock Lesnar, who was promised sexual dalliances with her. Um, <laughs> there were f- that, that Vince McMahon had sent her to an alternative medical clinic where the doctor himself and Vince engaged in a threesome with Janelle Grant, where he also allegedly defecated on her afterwards. Um, <laughs> and that Linda McMahon had learned of the, of the relationship and said that she would, not, that, that Linda would not officially divorce Vince or make him give up the condo as long as Janelle signed an NDA. Also accusing that the claims that the former WWE board of directors in their investigation, um, that uh, she was claiming she was willing and ready to talk and that they never spoke to her about any of these allegations. This thing is just outright depressing, Chris.
3: I mean, the the part at the end when McMahon basically pressures her, he gaslights in her, allegedly into, we're saying allegedly uh, allegedly right, allegedly, yes. it like although we don't i don't want to get be sued before i begin here
1: in the deposition or in the i know i know plans.
3: you said 25% earlier I believe that like 85 to 95% of this is true. Well, like, no, I'm saying I said
1: if 25% it 25%. Yeah, true, no, no, I, true I, true I know, true. I know,
3: I I know, I, I'm not saying you said that you believe 25% is I true. I don't think I'm she saying, made up text uh,
1: messages. Let's put it that no, way.
3: No, no, I, I mean, the photos of the text messages are, I mean, I think, I'm sure like people could, anyone who's texted with Vince McMahon, could detect his syntax from this and know with like relative because he writes like almost like a 13 year old child in a way um it, hold, like, on,
1: hold on to that thought about 13 year old because i'm going to get into that when i give my analysis but go ahead
3: yeah um look uh it this the the number of sex i mean it, it's they're hard to stomach and they get increasingly bad uh the one at the very end, when she finally has to sign the NDA and she gets gaslit into getting rid of her lawyer, um, she goes to McMahon's place and uh, he forcibly shoves his uh, his genitalia down her throat to the point where she's gagging and like demands that he like looks up at, at her and like is like, th- this is this was her final thing that she had to do for him. Uh, like her final task. There's
1: a lot of humiliation of- kink in oh, that. I- and and just judging from you remember, you know that w- what Vince always found the funniest thing in the world was
3: right was humiliating hot women on TV. He well, no, that. no,
1: no, 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 no. I mean, in real life, was was oh, was like
3: pushing people into the pool, pushing I people captioned. into the pool. Yeah, yeah, I captioned that. Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, where, and fully dressed people in their pool so that their their clothes would be ruined and yep. Oh, they don't look. so... He has a humiliation kink. And and there's so much of that that reads through this. Um,
3: I mean, but like the other thing I wanted to say that's detailed in there that I mean, this is this is why this is a jungle fire inside of this corporate office is that Vince McMahon developed and fostered a culture of torture, capital T torture where everybody in this upper deck this inner circle of people knew this was going on many of them participated in it um and or like i mean like who didn't work with johnny ace like you know like, like, like there's they you know like michael hayes all of these like top level people they all knew about it had to turn some sort of blind eye about it but like he created a torture culture and well, he, that he takes whole that so- takes years to develop
1: yeah he had a whole society around him, but it, it wasn't just the people in the office. And, you know, the people in the office, you know, that's even the worst part. She goes, goes into this job, and everybody knows about this, and, and you know, she doesn't really have anything. But it's like, oh, I have a doctor. You, I, I need to go to the doctor. Oh, I have a doctor, and the doctor is in on it. You know, the whole thing, too. It's It's like a weird, <laughs> you don't want to say Epstein Island type of situation, but it's that kind of thing where it's like— uh- all these high profile people. It's like, Oh, I have a doctor go to them. And then the physical therapist says, Hey, let's have a threesome type of a thing. It's like, what and,
3: in the hell? And Vince, and Vince just expects you to do this. I, you know, um, and there beyond the humiliation thing, I think there's just like this inherently, um, Vince loves the power differential thing yes. too. Yes. So getting someone like her who. Is an extreme point of financial, emotional, and personal fragility, and breaking them, like it's so. He's a monster. She was already he, broken, and she. went I to know, them and they, and he and, and, and whole, he, and he
1: wanted to break her more. Thing, yeah, uh,
3: yeah, it, it, like to to bring you know, her into this Venus flytrap of a corporate office. I'll take
1: care of you, you know, and and it's like, Oh, I, I, you know, even that first meeting where he's describing surgery on his knee on her leg. And you're just like, if that wasn't the first sign, I mean, and the big hugs, and, you know, I'll be your father figure, you know, and and, and you see this in, in bits and pieces where where wrestlers come to the back and they hug Vince after their big, thank you for giving this to me, daddy, kind of a thing. And you're just like, this is the, the whole culture of that company with that man in charge. But here's the other overarching thing. And this is just about Vince. And it goes to your 13-year-old thing because you read these messages and he's passing around pictures and videos. Of, look at this. This is who I had type of thing. He, he has that 13-year-old porn brain going where, where look, I, I'm, I'm not proud to admit this, but you know, back in, in my teens and 20s, I had a healthy porn addiction in some ways. And and you know, you, you go and watch movies or you see see videos or you see comments and stuff like that, and he and there's always the guy who's taking it to another level. Like, hey, when is she gonna sleep with some black guys or or oh, when is she gonna do anal? You know, the, the people with the certain kinks in there type of a thing. And that is Vince to a T. He has porn bra- porn brain rot going on where he's giving her rape fantasies. On, I want I, to see three black dudes rape you in all your holes or something. You're like, what I mean, the dude,
3: like the way he used the sex toys. I, I mean, he like like that too. The way he used the sex toys to cause internal injuries to her, and like, and that was the intention. That was the goal. He was getting off on injuring her internally. Um, off there, I think a couple of times we're, with others in the room, and they were watching it too. Like that was the point um i mean you know there's just these various points where she like you feel like they sort of just document how much pain she was in and the anguish and stuff that she was in after each one of these and and the one after the extremely large sex toys one uh, that that was that was an unbelievably dark beat in the story just You're- like I, I keep going back to it. I mean, he's a monster. And we've, we've seen on TV in numerous times, sort of his pathologies played out in various segments on raw um, and SmackDown. And I think sometimes people might think, you know, Oh, you can read too much into that. I never have been one of those people. Uh, I've always believed that McMahon's actually quietly been telling on himself on screen with so many of these segments for years. It's just that, like, most people don't want to see the signs. And, and, and I, I mean, I wonder how many people are in his inner circle after reading this still don't fully believe that Vince is capable of doing such a thing.
1: I, uh, yeah, I think it's almost like, you know, the criminal who wants to be caught, when he says, he's su- when you say he's subtly telling on himself. Yeah. It's almost like he's proud of it. And he's telling you that on TV. The one thing, and I didn't see this, in, and you can correct me here, is I, the one thing that gives me a little bit of pause is that police were never brought into this kind of thing and i understand the fear and stuff like that it's not that i'm saying she's lying or anything like that um because there's way too much in here to, to do that and, and the, those text messages and stuff like that but i mean it, it's Dude, not I, just i think
3: that he just <sighs> completely overwhelmed her you, you know no that, like, that's you know, true too I yeah mean... no you know what i mean like like we like we we of course know what an overwhelming and strong and dominating personality vincent kennedy mcmahon is um and i just think he can he he read this person and just knew how to completely bulldoze her. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. and that,
1: that's true, too, is that he knows his victims because he yeah, deals he with the, victims. He deals with the, the, these people that he brings in.
3: Have, oh, a lot have, of these wrestlers are broken asses, yes, right? they like, yeah, yeah.
1: They have needs. They, they need to be validated. They've been working in this garbage, carny industry for years, and they, they're looking for success, and they crave success. And Vince is the guy that can give it to them, and so they know that need. And it's uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's just it's it's not just the wrestling environment and stuff like that, you know, and he, he's passing around her picture to people in production and people, you know, in creative and the crew, and then she has to go into the office and you know, and and if you've ever been in a gossipy office, you know how hellish that can be. You know, it, it, she's getting it from all
3: sides here but that, that's case. part of the humiliation kink too like that's a humiliation culture and it's also and this is this is the other thing right think about this vince is subtly saying sending the message to everyone this can fucking happen to you too pal yeah I, like, like what i'm doing to her right now she's the the town idiot in the gallows uh, or in, in the uh the stocks um this can happen to any of you I can debase and degrade and turn any of you into a laughing stock and make sure that everyone around laughs at you as they're like with my jokes. when you're the punchline, everybody laughs. I can make sure of
1: it it's it's almost the cruelty is the point, right. have you heard, right. you've, heard you've heard that phrase before? It really is on a lot of this it It just it's it's one of those things where you read it and you go, all right, I've dealt with some jerks. I've dealt with some egomaniacs. I've dealt with that, but I'm this level of cruelty It's sadistic. It it's sadistic, it's purposeful, it's it's sociopathic. I mean no doubt about that. It's like, calculated. Like
3: the, yeah. That, that it, that's
1: the word I'm looking for. It's calculated. It it's almost like you know, you hear about this one and, and you know, I can imagine a scenario. I'm not saying this is what happened, but imagine a scenario where it's like, you know, resident manager writes Vince and goes, Hey, I got this girl. Oh, tell me more about her. Well, you know, her parents died and then Vince immediately calls him. Hey guys, guess what? <laughs> Fresh fish type of a thing. You know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, and when I'm done with her, I'll pass her to you. It's like, that's the, that's the other part that just always gives me the willies. It's like, It's like, okay, I don't even care enough about her to keep her for myself. I'm going to share her with my friends and my employees. And it's just...
3: Well, that's more power, right? The the, the ultimate power is to take someone who you possess, share them with someone else, and know that you can pull them right back because they're yours. They're like a yo-yo.
1: Yeah. I I, I was so crestfallen reading all this and just... To The point where no, I was it, starting to forget certain aspects of the cruelty from earlier because new cruelty has entered the <laughs>
3: building, yeah, yeah, like a new cruelty yeah. entered the chat. Well, it's I like, mean, wait,
1: wait, what was that horrible thing I read 20 pages back? Oh, because I was reading this other tech. The fact that he doesn't spell out you in his text message, uh, he has a flip phone, doesn't he? <laughs> I,
3: I, does he still do T9? Yeah, he's still doing it. Yeah, he's still on T9.
1: Yeah, something like that. Like just because I'm just reading this, because thirteen-year-old is all I kept thinking the entire time. Is he never emotionally progressed?
3: No, from thirteen. No, no, he never got past it. Uh, he doesn't know how to look at people as people. Um, I think he never got over being belittled um, and being poor early on, and whatever whatever his dad did or whatever people said around him or whatever. Well, here's the, here's the
1: irony. Here's, here's the big irony is because, well, well, control is the big theme of his life. He's controlling her. When you're an employee tells you, you know, you can't sneeze in a, in a, uh, in a meeting because it's, it's a lack of control of your body on this part, which, Sort of ironic that a guy with the clean fetish like that uh, is into scat, possibly. But on the other hand, on the other hand, he can't control the one. He can't control his lust for all the things no. about his control power, and, and other people need to control their emotions and they need to control their body functions. No, no, it's scat, but, but that's can't control. The a damn other thing. way,
3: no, you project right. So yeah. this is the other. This is the other thing. Like when we were talking about people telling on themselves. An observation of mine from life and then also like doing news stuff. I did it for 10 years uh, and I captioned the news and I've captured McMahon and like I've captioned a lot of interviews of high profile people. And one thing I sort of notice is they project their fears, their values and their pathologies kind of on the world. They become the glass with which they see everything through. So like McMahon seeing everything through control, right? It 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 sort of belies a I don't have control underpinning. And I think a lot of times, especially when people are pointing outwards and you see that, that sort of need to point outwards, that's that's a projection. Like like that that especially if it's a recurring one. Oh control your sneezes. Oh, control this. Oh, control that. Oh, what don't you control? Oh, you're manipulating. Oh, you're manipulating. Oh, this person's manipulating that. Wait, are you actually the manipulative one? Like, this is the sort of thing that I've come to observe. I think, like, if I can say one positive thing for the human condition real quickly, which Mm -hmm. sounds kind of as a weird interruption to (laughs) what is this fucking bleak nightmare, right? There is something even in the worst of us that necessarily needs the light and takes and this is not a redemptive quality for these worst of us people like people like vince mcmahon are bad but i think it is slightly heartening for those of us who want to believe at the end of the day when it's all said and done, like, good can actually beat evil. Because I kind of need to believe that sometimes still want to believe that. I think it's heartening that there's something about people who are very bad, that they have this way of revealing themselves, that secret keeping is actually a much harder endeavor than the secret keepers Realize and like in a way, at least sometimes the truth outs.
1: I think for Fallout, the real issue here and the real levels of evil we're going to figure out. As I, for some reason, I looked at why you have your screen name as what it is right now, but I'm gonna pass on that because I started to laugh. Oh. <laughs> you have ass lord as your okay
3: what i didn't... that's not recent i've been ass lord for a while
1: i'm sorry i'm trying to have this serious and all i can see is the, 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 i'm talking that... to
3: ass lord right now is, anyway. okay you know what discipline yourself
1: <laughs> i discipline am yourself. i
3: was i was disciplined but you know control yourself part...
1: control the... yourself the board of directors thing is the thing that bugs me because with the investigation, the internal investigation, they had Simpson Thatcher do. If they put guardrails on what the lawyers could actually investigate for Vince. And if it is shown that they Nick Khan, Stephanie, Vince or not Stephanie or uh, triple H somehow put all this under the rug. I don't know what Nick Khan knew and what, when he knew it, but you know, that triple H and Stephanie probably know where the, some of the bodies were buried, but I also tend to think that Stephanie might be the type that goes, this is even worse than I could imagine it. I'm out of here type of a thing but she's still on that board of directors where she doesn't want to hurt her daddy type of thing. And you're like, that could open them up for liability. If, if it's, if it's proven in there that she did go to them and they said, Hey, we're, we're, or, and, and they didn't bother to talk to her after this or they, or they, or they kind of said, Oh, we'll, we'll take care of it. And they just kind of concentrated on, Oh, here's the payoffs kind of a thing. If they were just looking at the money and not any of the other things, If I'm TKO, I might just burn this entire place to the ground and start over with a brand new wrestling company that whatever debuts on Netflix is, but it ain't WWE. It's TKO Wrestling, or whatever the hell it is. And you you use the same talent, new presentation, you don't even refer to, to WWE anymore, and you go on your merry way.
3: I don't think you can do that. Um, I think there's too I think there's two. I, I I know. I, I actually actually thought about that. I don't think that that works. But dude, um, I I think to your point here, it's kind of hard to imagine, especially knowing Vince. I mean. It, like, we may see guy, a major
1: overhaul here. We may see. No, uh, you're going to AAA you're gonna have
3: to gut of a bunch there. of these people I'm because it's impossible to imagine Vince, especially with all the passing around, the, the prolific nature of the passing around of content on this. Of course, he was strutting around going, I'm fucking a porn star, bud. I don't know. Your wife's kind of fat and sloppy, but like, look at her. This is that's what I'm going home to fuck tonight. Like he was doing that all the time. Uh, So it's kind of hard to imagine that like this wasn't out there. The question is, can like Paul Levesque and Stephanie McMahon outrun the fire on this? Is there enough? paper trail to connect all of these people and and we'll burn all the way to them but she's no
1: longer in the company but it should still fire back on her possibly if there's liability here but yeah
3: right yeah no but and and if i'm tko i keep the wwe name um but i am like literally wiping any vestige anyone who's a mcmahon loyalist gone gone Gone, gone. Like, they all have to and go. Rock uh,
1: becomes the face of the company and the CEO. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> the, the, the pe- it, for the people. Until for his weirdness
1: people. comes out one day, and then we're all just screwed. But
3: <laughs> did it for the Rock. I did it for the people.
1: <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, that'll happen. Hopefully, Rock doesn't know about any of this. I, I These think, types of I mean, things.
3: I think he – I mean, unless they can show – I mean, I don't think it's going to – The Rock is
1: on that level where, you know, not this conquest, but a previous conquest, you know, Vince – Hey, Rock, want to join me? (laughs) You know, that kind of thing? No, I
3: I mean, if you're Rock – and you got anything to hide here? Now's the time uh, to say it. Now's the time to now, tell now's the time everything. Now, now's the time to say, tell everything or you, get the, hell, go to get that the hell out of Dodge. No, get you you the, the hell out of Dodge. You go
1: to that woman's lawyer and you go, I have a deposition to give. I would like to give it on the record. Yep. And you can seal it until you need it. But I'm getting it out there just yeah. so you know. I know about these things right now. Because I don't want to bug what's going on right now, but I know about these. That, yeah, you, you have to no, go. There,
3: no, no. I mean, rock. Rock's legal team is probably working overtime right now. Uh, yeah, his PR. I mean, dude. I there is currently. Um, I, I'm sure you're familiar about this. There is a data center in Utah that is large enough to capture the internet 25 times over. Uh, it was very large. It was developed during the war on terror. Um, what a lot of people don't know about is there is a data center in Hawaii where all of the rocks people are assembled from his legal team to his PR team and right now they are actually using the same amount of energy believe it or not as the data center in Utah
1: they're the team behind robocop and they put they put rock down on a chair every night and they program things into his head and there's a directive four. There's a directive four for rock. We don't know what it is yet. We don't it's, know what it is.
3: There's an the Apollo Watch team yeah. sitting yeah. sitting behind all of the boards. Oh no, new deposition. Emergency meeting in the other room. He's, he starts flailing in the chair. He's having dreams. Ah. What's
1: going on?
3: Oh no, he's having feelings. Nah. Uh. Uh, I know. The, trust me. Trust me. I know. Feelings suck.
1: Guys, <laughs> Guys, we can't pivot from that to a lazy river about AEW and their lame stuff. Like, so. wh-
3: what do you want me to say, guys? Samoa Joe is a very solid champion <laughs> for AEW. <laughs> I like what he contributes to the show. And I think if you really need to think about the wrestling of the week, consider how in a handful of weeks with... Far less skitlets and bullshit. Samoa Joe is the champion of AEW, whereas MJF for months felt like the guy who is the main character of the show, whose character was I played the champion of AEW. Yes, there you go. Give, there, give there's me your a wrestling thought.
1: Well, actually, no. Look, give me one more because uh, the well, you want a, you
3: want, a, you want oh, the uh, rumble is a big deal.
1: So, so tell me who you think is going to win. Because to me, there's only like really two people who can win. There's the, only
3: the two football. people. I mean, I, I kind of feel like it, I kind of feel like it comes down to Punk and Rhodes. Like oh, I, really? I, I think
1: it comes down to Rhodes or Rock. It just depends who's gonna be going to up Ro- against a Ro- Roman.
3: Oh, it might come down to Rhodes, Rock, and Punk. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that. That could be. I mean, which I look potentially a very interesting rumble. Uh, in that case, oh, it's um, a
1: very interesting rumble, especially if anybody in that four way is going to be in it too. Because you have, yeah, and, right, and all I, that.
3: I guess. I guess I will say Rock wins. Um, I'm going with, because
1: yeah, go ahead. You going with sorry. Cody? I'm going with Cody, and I'm going with Bailey in the women's. I think it's fairly obvious that the the if if the if the men's story is on Raw, then the women's story is going to be on. SmackDown, and that's going to be Bailey and EO. So I think that's going to be the way they go with it. So I think uh, Bailey wins the Rumble.
3: I mean, what, what could be interesting as a, as a pivot here too would be Rock and Punk like double eliminate each other, and it's a swerve so that we actually get to the. Uh, subman of a, we still the have Ron elimination chamber.
1: Punk. Elimination chamber could the Rock versus of
3: CM Punk is a very solid Mania program,
1: and I think that Kevin Owens and and uh, Logan Paul steal the show because they're just going to be oh insane. yeah insane.
3: Yeah, yeah, at,
1: yeah, we're gonna leave it at that. You can follow me at Crap Game Thirteen on X. You can follow Chris on Instagram at Dr. No, that's Doctor underscore Nov. That's D O C T O R underscore underscore N O V. You can follow Shake Them Ropes at Shake Them Ropes on X. Uh, I have uh, you. I'm on Fight Game Media. If you want to hear my AEW thoughts, I deconstructed Dynamite on there. That drops every Wednesday. We go live about 20 minutes after the show on YouTube. We got thorough into the AEW there, so that'll be good. Uh, Chris, what are your plugs?
3: Ah, uh, go on to my Instagram. Ah, uh, you can. Uh, we already talked ass about Lord, that. Ass Lord, what are your plugs? Like, look, <laughs> the Ass Lord, his dominion is all of ass. Uh, and uh, not, hey, hey, no, no, don't you smug? You're, you're fucking missing it. Because you, you, I'm, you, I'm you, uncomfortable you dis- dis- with It's Dismissive. You're <laughs> uncomfortable with. Okay, so. That you got to get a little bit more secure in your masculinity, pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the ass lord is is comfortable, a bit of an ass master, am I? Uh, so follow me on Instagram if you want guitar lessons, uh, bass lessons, drum lessons, ass lessons. I will teach anything that you want to learn, like, ass forever.
1: We just talked about Vince, you can't do that. <laughs>
3: fuck vince mcmahon like no fuck like okay here here's just a couple of like 30 more seconds i think something for people to consider this week is the broader historical significance of this story in terms of the whole history of wrestling um we talk about the steroid scandal as being a big thing this is bigger than the steroid scandal if all of this is demonstrate i mean i think the deposition frankly is compelling enough and if you really i need to see how it plays out in court it's sort of a naivete about how courts work sometimes uh it it really is um I, i think at a certain point i like to say this phrase sometimes you don't need to know to know and I think this is a very good example of where, no, you're never going to like, no, but fucking read this and tell me you don't know. And, now, and then you have to reassess McMahon, his impact on the industry and what his name and what his thing really means. Um, I don't think it's possible to separate the art from the artist. I, I, I think that, you know, if the artist is a monster, it makes it very, very hard to enjoy their art. Um, and I think like, yeah, I, I don't know that I'll be able to enjoy a stone cold Steve Austin versus Mr. McMahon segment, even though it's McMahon who gets the stunner at the end of each one, he's the one getting humiliated, uh, more humiliation fetish. Um, I,
2: I, I, he fucking sucks, Jeff.
1: We'll see you next
2: week. We talk a lot about fan culture and wrestling's place within general pop culture, and we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Krejci and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more,